Welcome to another episode of Game Week 39. My name is Kato Choroshon Matiza and I'm your host. And yeah, as you may notice, unfortunately, Mario is not here with us at the moment, uh, but he might join us as the show goes on. Um, but yeah, um, as you know, we always have a guest that we bring you guys, you know, to give you all the analysis that you need going into the next game week. And in this episode, we have uh, our runner up as things stand, and that's JP. JP, welcome back. It's been a minute. Hi, Sean. Thanks again. Thanks so much for, for having me on the show. Um, yeah, things things are going well at the moment from an FPL point of view. So very yeah, well, great, very great well. To, uh, <laughs> talk of things FPL, eh? Yeah, no. um, I saw that you just uh, like you know occupied second position there. Uh, so I'm, I'm sure it's 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 been showing. I mean, I've been I've been paying attention on on how you've been doing, um, but I'm sure it's uh, it's it's been uh, quite exciting for you on your side. Yeah, I know very much so. Um, I think, uh, you know, sometimes you, you, you always feel like you're making the right decisions, um, but uh, that doesn't always pay off. So I feel like a couple of close callers, calls I've been making the last few weeks, particularly just after the World Cup, um, I feel like were, were close calls, but the correct ones. Um, obviously still not perfect. Um, we'll obviously get into that a little bit later about one or two players that, that I have been carrying which haven't done that well for me. But I've been in the top five for consistently yes. since the beginning no, of the season. Absolutely. So, absolutely. No, so, no, it's yeah. been good. I think you've been having an incredible season. Um, you continue to contribute in how dynamic that top five is and it's also just as exciting from us just watching how the battle is going. But um, yeah, man, jumping into the show, 58 points that you're currently sitting on. We do know that Manchester City and mm. Arsenal are yet to play, so that could change. Um, you captained Haaland, mm. who gave most managers, as things stand, eight points. So yeah, we're yet to see mm. that. But speaking of Arsenal, first item on our headlines. We saw that Arsenal dropped points against uh, Brentford. Uh, and with a whole lot of controversial VAR decisions, your thoughts on that game? What do you think? Uh, do you think uh, Arsenal were unlucky? Do you think they are running out of steam? What's going on? I, I actually watched the game live. Um, but, you know, I, I, I always felt like it, it was coming to this. Um, I think uh, I think that it was coming to this. You always knew that, that, that City were not going to go anywhere. You always knew that somewhere along the line they... They were going to make up ground on Arsenal. That was just my personal opinion. Um, I personally feel like um, City have been a bit lackluster the last few weeks, but you still look across the quality of their squad and what they've got in their team. And I just felt like Arsenal, as well as what they were playing, and you know those those couple of close games, really tight games, you know, getting a couple of late winners, etc., really helped boost their season. Um, and and in saying that, I still thought that somewhere along the line they were going to run into to a pressure situation like we've got. Mm. Um, I'm very unfortunate though with the VAR um, because obviously that a lot of uh, fans and things like that have been reacting this week. I believe it was the incorrect call if you if you really break it down to the smallest detail that that equalizer shouldn't have stood for Brentford. So so an element of unlucky unlucky there, but. Um, I think overall, I still felt like it was going to come down to this situation here that we have tonight where I felt like City was going to make up ground. And now it's all about can Arsenal perform the way they have been performing under an 
intense amount of pressure, yeah. almost more pressure than they felt uh, since the season started. Yeah, 100%. I feel like tonight's game is actually going to say a lot. It's going to tell us a lot exactly on his mm. Arsenal championship material because I think as soon as City, if City do go on to win this, I mean, they're literally just going to be, um, isn't it? I think equal on points now, although they have a game in hand. Correct. Or, yeah, or yeah. Game. So Arsenal, Ars- Arsenal will have a, a game in hand. Uh, over City uh, they've obviously got a double game week in 25 with City only have one fixture so like that double game week uh, 26 they would have played the same amount but I'm looking forward to I'm looking forward to an absolute smashing yeah, game no, it's going um, to be one, one uh, not to miss it's, it's going to be awesome I, it's just a little bit unlucky for Arsenal that, that Gabriel Jesus is out as well as good as what Nketi has been, I still just feel like Jesus just gives you that little bit more of an edge mm, mm, in what Nketi totally, does. Totally. And it would have been it would have been awesome to have seen uh, oh, you know, Gabby Jesus against his former side against also, his I mean, old club, against yeah. his former club. You know, a full, full, full strength Arsenal going up against a full, full strength team City. And if you look yeah. at City's team as well, um, they haven't got any serious injuries. I personally think Haaland will be fit for the game. I do I think, think that so Pep I think so used, he, he used his knock to play a bit of mind games on Arteta there. You know? <laughs> so, uh, but I think Arteta can see through it. You know, Pep obviously playing dumb. Playing dumb in the interviews, playing dumb in the in the uh, press conferences. Obviously, we have to assess Holland. Blah 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 blah. Holland is he's ready to yeah, go. Yeah, no, no, absolutely. And I think there's some managers that have played the triple captain at the back of, you know, most mm. of the triple captains that were played previously. So they'll definitely want Holland to feature. So like, and then the next item that we have there is Leicester. You know, Leicester performed extremely well against uh, Tottenham. Mm. They 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 gave them. A hammering, if we can say. Uh, we do know that uh, Hugo Loris was out. I don't know if that also contributed, but I think when I looked at the goals, I was like, I feel like Hugo Loris would have done so much better had he played there. Kane didn't score. Your thoughts on that game? Do you think Leicester have lit- finally picked up their form towards the end? Um, what's going on there? Well, look, if you look at their performance last weekend, they beat Aston Villa, mm. um, who have been in in good form as well under Unai Emery. I mean, they smashed him at four Villa two. Park four, four goals to four two. two away. So and they come back with another yeah, four. So, correct. So they've put eight goals in the net uh, over the past two weeks. So I still don't feel like you can look at Spurs and say, you know, what's going on in Spurs? Because like I said, Villa have been impressive. They've been on the rise. Unai Emery's been, been, been doing a couple of good things there for them. So I, I don't really think you can look at Leicester and think, and then actually just the weekend before that, they drew against Brighton. And I mean, we all know, you know, what a good side Brighton is these mm, days. Mm. So it, I definitely say more than looking at the opposition in Spurs, I would think you need to look at Leicester. Um, I, if I just look at my fantasy team as well, I mean, I've got the, the budget goalkeeper of the season in Danny Ward on my bench. So unfortunately, I can't really use him because I, it doesn't seem like Leicester are interested in keeping clean sheets. But but for attack attack wise, midfielders wise, Madison scored a nice a nice goal. He played well. Iniesta has been seems to have been getting back to his base. So mm. yeah. So some so the team to consider, I, I guess uh, that's what that's my take on it. Now the assets there are looking attractive. Uh, the likes of Harvey Barnes, possibly maybe. Agreed, agreed. But again, just to, to, to talk a bit of transfers and a bit of future planning, etc. 
I still just think with everything that's happening in 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 the double game with 25 is coming up. Uh, there's there's a couple of teams blanking in 25 as well. There's a double game week in I believe 27 in 28. There's a couple of teams doubling. So um, as 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 exciting as they've been and as free scoring as they've been over the last two weeks, call it three weeks, ten goals in three games. Uh, um, I still just feel there's, there's, there's other priorities that you need to focus those chances on. Um, possibly if you were wildcarding, et cetera, maybe it is worth a punt on one or two of their players. But uh, personally, I'm not going there. Um, I'm looking towards the game week, the double game week 25. And um, yeah, maybe it's an appropriate time just to mention uh, mention Liverpool. What have, what have your thoughts been on Liverpool? Uh, as a Liverpool supporter... Uh, you guys have been quite quiet, and I mean, all my Liverpool, no, all my Liverpool yeah. fans just disappeared. So, so I'm mean... kind of keen to actually hear it from a Liverpool fan. Are you still watching football over weekends? Like, no, we are. We training? are. We just try to stay away from our phones, you know. Just concentrate on the games, you know. <laughs> Take it as it goes. See how the boys are, you know. Uh, you know, uh, trying to like, you yeah. know, figure out um, where their form has disappeared to, but. Um, uh, again, I mean, speaking of Liverpool, as you mentioned, uh, the previous game, the Merseyside derby, a 2-0 win. I think mm-hmm. that was a good result. I think that was a result that was needed mm-hmm. more than anything, because if you think about it, um, those past four games before this one, uh, three losses and a draw, that is so unlike us. Um, a lot of things mm-hmm. haven't been going our way. Uh, but we do know that, I mean, like the guys are trying to pick themselves up, but... Um, mm-hmm. As our coach mentioned, I mean, if we were to have lost this game, the problem is how do you start, you know, lifting yourself up if you cannot lift yourself up? Agreed. You know, in a miss side, I'll be like this. So I was quite happy. Happy that Salah also got into the score sheet. Gagpo also Mm. getting in. Um, The fact that Jota and Firmino are also now on the bench. So I think it's good for us. Mm. Van Dijk also had a 45-minute run. Van Dijk on his way back. Yeah. So so I think it's encouraging. Um, We have done this before. Um... I mean, you know, coming back, you know, towards the end of the season to at least salvage a position in Champions League. So I think uh, that's something that we're going to fight for. Uh, hopefully we can make yeah. it into the top four. Um, but again, we are still in the Champions League, right? Uh, you would be surprised, yes, or rather yes. I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> and I don't think anyone else would be surprised if we still go on to have a good run. I mean, like, uh, Agreed. you know, you know yeah. in the cup competition. So... Um, yeah, yeah, I think I think yeah. hopefully we have made the turn. I would like to continue posting in the groups and debating. You know what I'm saying? I think <laughs> everybody knows that when we're doing well, you will see those red dots that I that I throw there. But yeah. uh, I'm hoping that this is the turn. I I I tend to agree with you. I still feel like uh, the drop off is just it's it's too big. Mm. It's um, you know, and uh, last season as well. I mean. Guys were in four competitions. I mean, what was it? Four finals or four competitions, yeah, no, right? Up all four. Yeah. Something. Possibly yeah, still something contending for all three titles towards the very end Correct. of the season. Yeah. Correct. The quadruple year. Um, so, uh, again, I mean, what, where have you guys really lost? Okay, Sadio Mane, yes. Big loss. We all know that. Um, and, I mean, I called it at the beginning of the season. I also thought to myself, uh, Mane, top top two, three players in the Premier League, possibly. That's, that's the type of bracket Probably even talking. the hardest worker, one of the hardest Correct, correct. And know. obviously that pressing game that Jurgen Klopp likes to play with, and I mean, mm. pressing from the front, obviously a lot of teams speak about it. You saw what Jesus has brought to to uh, to Arsenal this year with their pressing game. You know, 
terms of a forward who can really lead the line from a work rate perspective. So I think he was a big loss. But again, one player doesn't make the whole team. No, absolutely. absolutely. Um, And then the other thing I wanted to say is, is as a team that was competing on all four fronts last year, you know, the poor bad or the poor run wasn't going to go on forever. So I do hope I'm seeing the positive in it, not... um, not just for, 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 for the Liverpool fans and that you guys can feel a little bit better, but also for FBL, particularly mm. with an eye on game week 25. I have got a few tricks up my sleeve at the moment. I do own Kevin De Bruyne, <clears throat> who's obviously been shocking for me since the World Cup as well. Um, I mean, he's been poor in terms of FBL returns. So uh, that'll be a very nice shift straight swap over to Mo Salah. I do have some funds in the bank, so I am earmarking that move for game week 25. We've got the double. Um, and then in, just in terms of the team as well, I am possibly looking at bringing in a, a, a Liverpool defender. I don't know. Chento Robertson always got big upside potential. Yeah, 100%. Um, but another player I just wanted to mention as well in that Liverpool team, uh, I know that Firmino is back, Jot is back. Um, but in terms of FBL, I still feel like Darwin Nunes has been very yeah. unlucky this year yeah, not to have a couple more goals. So I'm, I'm, I'm looking at that, and I hope that their form can really turn. And, 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 and uh, they got Newcastle, which is not an easy fixture at St. James's Park. It's going to be a tough game in 24. So depending on their performance in that game, um, I'll probably take a punt on one yeah. or two of their players yeah. no, absolutely. in 25. I feel like there's still so much that hasn't been realized about the new team that uh, Klopp is building. Mm. Um, and I mean, you know, if you have followed the man, you know the, 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 the quality that he has in terms of being able to scout players who are not really, you know, the so-called hype players, you know. Uh, back in the days mm. of Gini Wijnaldum, you know, uh, bringing in the likes of Hendo to also contribute uh, our fullbacks also, so I believe that the likes of Gagpo, I mean, uh, the injuries have never didn't really favor us. Also, if you think about it, I mean, yes. you know, our mm. our Luis Diaz, I mean, he would have made such a massive difference had he not picked up an injury. Jota, yes. as we're speaking about him coming back now, him being fit, you know, also just changes the whole game. Mm. So yeah, no, looking forward to that yeah. um, uh, transition. But we need to move on, eh, JP. Um, mm, just quickly looking into the previous game week, or rather this currently ongoing game week, I believe that it's only green arrows on your side. Um, I don't, I don't, <laughs> I'd, I'd, I'd be surprised if there's a red arrow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I'm actually 113k, top 113k for the season so 113. far. 113? That is insane. Yeah, so that think, is insane. Yeah, so I think that's like the top, I don't know if it's the top percent or 1.5% yeah. or something ridiculous like that. No, that is incredible. Um, but yeah, no, look, really, I know that this game week, um, we can't really talk much about it. it still needs to be concluded mm. but the previous game week um, if I just go back here just have a look at my game week 22 yeah. uh, and just talk about that very quickly in terms of green errors etc you, you broke into um, the 130k and game week 22 so you were already on the ascendancy yes. of getting into that uh, correct yeah. correct yeah correct yeah so I'm, I'm currently on 113 but uh, this was really the week that made a big difference for mm. me I had kept mm. the goal uh, I had Luke Shaw, obviously, and I mean, it, it could have been a lot worse because I just, the, talking about Man United assets and what happened there, obviously delighted with the fact that I triple captained uh, Marcus Rashford. The last game um, week, no. that's, yes, that was the last game week. It was obviously a very, very close call because, I mean, I didn't necessarily want to use it on Rashford. 
just because United, for me, compared to City and a firing Haaland, uh, I mean, possibly Haaland on any given double game week, there's a chance he can, he can get a back-to-back exactly, match. Exactly, exactly, absolutely. You know what I mean? And, and, and you're looking for that kind of triple captain. Yeah, there was yeah. just something in me. There was just something in me that said, uh, you know, this is the this week, is two home games. Yeah. You're going to be looking to play your chips soon. We're going to be wildcarding, free-hitting, bench-boosting, etc. Uh, in a couple of other double games coming up. So uh, I was very tempted to play it. And actually what swayed me to play the triple captainship that week was because I actually flipped a coin <laughs> to the side because, I mean, I was fighting it and fighting it and fighting it. And I thought, no, you just, you know, you're living in dream world. You're a Man United fan. You can't yeah. play your triple captain on Rashford. What about Haaland? Mm. Look at how he's been scoring this season. Flipped a coin and I said, you know what? Erling Haaland, he's got those funny dovetails. And I thought, okay, so Haaland's tails and Rashford's heads. And I'm going to flip this coin. And if it lands on heads, I'm going for the triple captain. That was very dangerous. Delighted with it, though, in, in, in hindsight. And then, um, yeah, just talking about that game very quickly. It could have been so much more points. Because uh, the Casemiro red card, totally unnecessary. I mean, we were in cruise control against uh, against Leeds. Uh, oh, sorry, it was against Crystal Palace. Um, and uh, obviously, Anthony, yeah, Anthony buying a free kick against, uh, against I can't remember who the defender was. And then it caused that major bust up. And that was when Casemiro grabbed Will Use around the net. And he got a straight red. And I mean, we were in cruise control. We were 2 0 up. We were in cruise control. There was a clean sheet on the cards for that game. So Shaw would have got extra bonus points. He assisted one of Rashford's goals. Rashford would have got extra points on the triple captain for the clean sheet. Fernandes would have got extra points for the clean sheet. So, yeah, threw the game away, threw the clean sheet away. Palace obviously scored a goal and we were hanging on for for a 2-1 victory in the end. So it could have been more, but very happy with that that game. Absolutely. I think that was the best time to play it. I also played my triple captain. However, I still feel like managers well that are going to be playing theirs, they'll have to really, really, really hope that Haaland does, you know, give them something uh, going down mm. uh, because the games are running out uh, and uh, chip strategies can become very important towards the end. And then um, standout players, okay. we see that Iannaccio is... Actually, there are three players that are all equal for the first time. I've never seen this before in the FPL history or rather in the podcast history. Iannaccio is on 12. Mahrez is on 12 and Shaw is on 12. I know that you have Shaw and Mahrez there, so I'm sure you're quite happy with that. And uh, for me on my side, I feel like Mahrez is the only person that can actually get me some green arrows on my side because I know that uh, most managers actually went with KDB. I know there were a lot of FPL pundits that were talking about holding on to KDB, but I think most of those pundits are realizing mm-hmm. that it's either you gamble with Mahrez, you know, it's a, it's a big win or a big loss. Uh, but uh, clearly, in our case, uh, if you have Mahrez, you are, you are scoring big and hopefully he plays again tonight. Correct, yeah. I, I do just think that uh, I think that a couple of things have happened at City recently, and I think it's worth mentioning this, where, you know, Pep benches De Bruyne for Tottenham away and he loses the game 1-0. Um, you know, playing an 18-year-old uh, Rico Lewis above Jao Cancelo, who, in my opinion, has probably been the best fullback in the league, along with Trent the last two or three years, and nice, you know, lost Cancelo to Bayern. We don't know if it's permanent or what's going on there. You know, he's playing Aki at left-back. He's got uh, Laporte and Ruben Diaz are, have been fit for a while now, but they're not getting really game time. So I do think that looking at the team that Pep played against Villa, I think he's stopped. I, I think for the next few weeks at least, 
I think he will. Uh, he, he's going to start going back to basics. He's going to play the Marises. That's in form. He's going to play De Bruyne. He's not going to bench De Bruyne. He's going to go for a strong back four. So he's, he'll obviously go for a Laporte and a Diaz centre back. I, I think that he's he's been tinkering a little bit too much. So in terms of saying that, I think Mares has been in scintillating form. And I feel like if you're going to bench Mares and you lose the game against Arsenal, everyone's going to say, but Pep, why are you benching Mares? So I think it has gotten to that to that point in City season where De Bruyne will play, Mares will play, Haaland will play. So looking forward to the game tonight very much. Let's see what happens. No, it's definitely going to be a, a massive, a massive decider, as we mentioned earlier, that uh, the league could actually be decided tonight. Um, however, I want us to quickly look into Actually, the disappointing. No, I yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, I can't agree more. Like I said, I, I just feel like it's that time in the season now where all of a sudden, you know, your older guard, where it's that relaxed, flamboyancy, you know, type of play. You just, you know, you're playing with so much confidence. You know, you're top of the league. You know, you're flying. Um, you know, it's just that elegant, laid back type style to your game where you you've just got that relaxed confidence type of persona about you now all of a sudden you know you know you've got city right on you if city win tonight level on points it's that added pressure it's that it's that it's playing with are that they, are the young boys are those young boys ready for that yeah. pressure and it's all gonna yeah, be it's, it's a different yeah. story yeah. Yeah. it's a different story because suddenly you break through on goal it's not just a normal finish and flying mm-hmm. eye and you've got to tuck it in the corner it's you know that on the line. possibly be the Premier League on the line right here. And like I say, just everything from the first touch, it affects everything. Your 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 willingness to take on your fullback, a guy like Saka, a guy like Martinelli, you know, early on in the season, flying top of the table, scoring yeah. goals, assisting, you know, it's someone passes you the ball, come on, let me take you on one-on-one, you know, create something, boom, create another one, or put another one in the net. Tonight, it's different. Now, all of a sudden, you know, you can't afford to go 1v1 against your fullback and have a shocking game. So are you willing to step up? Are you willing to, to go for it? Mm. That's going to be interesting. To yeah. All right, uh, Mario, it's nice of you to join us. Uh, Mario is on the line. Um, and uh, we're just about to jump into the disappointing players of this game week, which you know that it's still ongoing. Um, but maybe your thoughts, do you have any players on your squad that you lined up that you feel that were a bit of a disappointment so far? Hey, and uh, what do you mean? What's up, Game Week the Nine World? How's it going, JP? Um, How's it, man? How are you? Even though <laughs> I'm cutting in mid-show, uh, you know, it is a take work schedule, but I'm glad to be with you fellas. Um, Good time, yeah. Yeah, a couple of disappointing players, but like you said, the Game Week is not over. On my side, um, I had Cucarella who conceded I was hoping that uh, Chelsea would be able to continue their clean sheet form. Um, so that was kind of disappointing for me, with them not being big scorers right now. Um, and Newcastle were quite disappointing uh, in two ways. Um, the disappointment for me was with Odegaard and uh, the transfer out of Almiron, mm. taking the minus four for yeah, it. Yeah. Um, Almiron <laughs> goes on to get 10 points. Odegaard is still sitting on two um, and we're not sure what's going to happen tonight so that was a bit disappointing on my end and also Trippier conceding to Bournemouth Bournemouth has been playing pretty well Uh, they were denied a a late winner uh, cleared off the line so could have been really bad for Newcastle 
So, yeah, just the Arsenal assets so far with that 1-1 at Brentford. It's been quite disappointing. Double game week. Um, we hope they score better. Haaland as well. De Bruyne. Um, some of those Manchester City assets didn't quite return. Unless you had Riyad Mahrez, yeah. uh, then you'd be a happy manager. Your side, JP, do you have any disappointing players? Um, yeah, no, I do. I definitely do. Uh, De Bruyne has been shocking uh, for me. And I mean, obviously, at his price, it's it's been... You know, since the World Cup, I would have been even further if I had Harry Kane as my second premium player. But uh, the problem was a couple of weeks back, City had the double. I wanted to take him out then. I couldn't do it because City had the double. Then they had the blank. Uh, then they had another game. Then the new double was announced now this game week. So every time I've been trying to, I've been trying to get him out of my team. But I mean, who doesn't want Kevin De Bruyne for a double game? So, um, so he was—he's been very disappointing for me. Um, like I said, if I had Harry Kane, I would have been even further ahead, and I, it was literally a, a coin toss—one that I got wrong between Kane or De Bruyne. Uh, when I played that, uh, when we got those three chances just after the World Cup, went with De Bruyne, and obviously that hasn't worked out. Luckily, though, I do have Riyad Mahrez. That was one of my chances last week. Um, yeah, my two chances last week was I took Bruno Fernandes out, I moved him to Mahrez. Mm. So there was a 10-point swing there, and then I moved out Martinelli to Saka for a minus four. Uh, but Martinelli got a two-pointer, and Saka got a six-pointer. So the idea behind that was, um, obviously, I wanted to have uh, at least two premium uh, Arsenal players in my side. I didn't really want to go for Martinelli, because a lot of people were moving towards Saka, a lot of people were moving towards uh, Nketiah. So especially for the double game week this week and the double game week in 25 that Arsenal do have, mm. I wanted to have Saka and Odegaard, who in my opinion are the two highest potential attacking players in terms of FPR returns. Um, so that was a big thing for me. And, and luckily after game week or the first game of the game week, Saka could get an assist in, in, in the Brentford game. And that would mean that the minus four that I took for the heat was obviously as paid off. All right, all right, now cool. I, I'm sure also Mitrovic. I see you still have Mitrovic there giving you two points. Uh, I'm sure, yes, uh, you would have yes, also, also highly, <laughs> highly disappointing. Um, because I mean, he, he had a huge opportunity to score, and then point blank, Taylor Navas denied him. Um, and I mean, Navas, <laughs> Navas was outstanding, eh? Navas has been looking yeah. like you know, a, a possible shortlist uh, uh, asset. Yes, yeah, no, for sure. Depending on obviously not, um, Nottingham Forest fixtures, he was, he's been a great signing for them, particularly because Dean Henderson's obviously injured. So I mean, you know, you bring in Kalen Navas from uh, PSG. I mean, it's like you know what a signing. Mm. Um, but uh, yeah, like I said, Mitrovic again, he's missed I think two penalties post World Cup as well. So uh, you know. He's already he's missed a couple of big chances, and then he still gets an opportunity to to score to to put a penalty in the back of the net, and he misses them. You know, he's missed I think two, three, or four this season. I think it's about four penalties he's missed this year already. So I think he's quite close to actually losing the penalty, the spot kicks. I reckon one more miss, and he's out of there. Um, so yeah, Mitrovic is very, very disappointing. But again, there have been things in my team where I've been targeting the double game weeks. There's been other priority transfers, etc. So. At this point in time, I still need to hang on to me to reach, unfortunately. <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, Mario, um, I mean, uh, 
quickly looking into one of my favorite segments uh, as time is starting to, to be against us here. Buy, sell, keep avoids, right? I've shortlisted two players, um, one from your team, of course, Chelsea. Uh, it, well, it's basically Joe Felix, um, who in game week 23, he scored nine points. Um, with the one point, uh, rather with the one goal that he scored, uh, is currently valued at 7.5 million. He's a forward, and he's only owned by 1.7 million, or rather 1.7 percent of players. Um, we do know that Chelsea has no blanks uh, in the foreseeable games or other future that we currently, you know, have with the fixtures. Your thoughts on him? Would you buy him, sell him, keep him, um, or should we rather stay away from 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 your new signing? Um. That's actually a quite an interesting one. Chelsea, not in such good form, but uh, the new signings seem to be trying to, to, to lift the mood there. Um, Joe Felix looking right now uh, the most dangerous Chelsea player. Uh, so for me, if you have him, I would keep him. If you don't... Um, and you've got the and you don't have quite enough money to get Harry Kane. Um, it would be between him and maybe Ian Nacho, uh, because he's just been in great form regardless of the fixture. So um, it would be a monitor if you don't uh, keep if you do because Chelsea do have quite good fixtures going forward. Besides Spurs away, they've got Leeds at all. They've got Leicester and then Everton, mm. uh, not counting the upcoming game against Southampton, who've been horrible. They are currently the worst team in football. And then Tokovsky, <laughs> Tokovsky, game week 23, he scored one point, but I think based on you know the game before that, he came through with a good 15 points, if I'm not mistaken, 4.2 million defender. Um, we know that he joined Everton. I cannot really recall if it was this. Um, Jan transfer or if it was uh, in the beginning of the season, I would suspect it's just this one. And he's owned by 2.0% of managers. We do know that Everton has a double game week in game week 25. Um, your opinion on him? Buy, sell, keep? Should you be avoiding him? Yeah, no, James Tarkovsky is a threat going forward. Um, he always has been. Um, and um, he's proven that uh, for Everton in the previous game with the clean sheet and the goal. But then uh, Everton, they might be having the new manager bounce back. They're also uh, one of the worst teams in football right now in English top flight football. So um, it's difficult to, to, to judge out, monitor him. If Everton do look like they're having a resurgence, um, he is a cheap buy and I would bring him in for that 25 if the next two fixtures go well for you. Okay, okay. Guess the managers heard that. Um, JP, um, looking into the coming fixtures, I know that, as we said, there's a game tonight, but uh, the upcoming fixtures for Game Week 24, have you, I don't know, identified a team which you think points are going to be earned um, or where you're planning on probably, you know, handing your armband uh, based on your predictions? Yeah, it seems like we might have another captaincy headache because um, United play Leicester uh, at Old Trafford on Sunday, the 19th. Um, and obviously Rashford's been in ridiculous form at the moment, so he's red hot. Uh, we're going to be playing in front of our, our home fans as well. Um, so yeah, Marcus is definitely a shot, definitely with the form he's been in. Um, and sit, but then City have Nottingham Forest away, 
Um, but I mean, Forest have shown signs of uh, improving their season and, you know, closing up at the back. Yeah. Uh, like we mentioned earlier, the Kalen Navas signing, a couple of their defenders, some of their new signings getting involved there, doing fairly well for them. Um, and they're playing away to Forest as well, so the crowd will get behind Forest. And it'll be, a, I don't think that'll be uh, as easy a fixture as it might look like on paper. So I still feel like Haaland is obviously most weeks, uh, he's, he's obviously our go to for captaincy. But uh, I do I do like the look of that Man United Leicester game at Old Trafford. <clears throat> Definitely. So luckily it's next week's worries or next weekend's worries. So I'll. <laughs> I'll I'll think about it a bit more before I make my final decision. Yeah, no, interesting. Um, and I mean, we spoke. We're touching on Leicester City uh, and that Man United game. Um, Mario, earlier um, JP and I were discussing um, uh, Iannaccio. You know how he's been doing well, um, coming through with the goals and just Leicester's. You know, uh, recent performance beating uh, Aston Villa and now more recently Tottenham. Um, looking into the differential players, would he fall into that bracket uh, for 6.1 million, um, having produced back-to-back double hauls and is owned by 0.8% of the managers? Going into that United game, is he someone that a manager who wants to have a differential asset could consider, or is there any other player that you probably um, would advise? Yeah, um, like I was saying, um, the next two fixtures don't favor here Nacho much. Man United away, uh, Arsenal at home. Uh, but like he proved uh, against Spurs, he can produce even against uh, the upper echelon. So uh, it does look like the Leicester City fight back, mini fight back might be on. After that, yeah, Southampton, like I said, was team in football. Um, so there might be points for him there if uh, nothing happens there soon. I know they sacked the manager. Uh, maybe they might have a bounce back. But then has decent fixtures. Brentford in between Crystal Palace, Bournemouth, City, not such a good fixture. So yeah, it's a differential, good price. Um, little, not a lot of owners. So getting him in early might be key. All right, all right. Um, and now finally, getting to the captain choices. Um, you know, uh, quickly on your side, um, JP, who would you shortlist as your top three captain candidates going into this game week? Well, yeah, as I as I spoke about uh, a little bit earlier about uh, about Rashford, that's looking to me like a very nice uh, uh, nice punt. Like I said, uh, that, that City away fixture, you know, in terms of Ireland, etc., on paper looks looks alright, but I just feel like Forest have shown signs of. Or a bit of fight back this year and a bit of bite, and it seems like their their hopes of staying in the Premier League are, are slowly but surely uh, um, starting to improve. So they've now got something to play for, and they've now got something with a a sense, a bit of belief running through their squad. Brennan Johnson scoring a few good goals on the breakaway. Mm. Morgan Gibbs Gibbs White seems to have settled in nicely. Uh, like I mentioned earlier, the defence is, is coming together. We spoke about Kalo Navas just signing goal. Quite impressed with uh, that uh, Brazilian uh, midfielder, that Danilo, that they've signed in, in midfield. He seems to have the type of character uh, uh, to play in the Premier League. So they're not, uh, they're not the whipping boys like they were in the first 15 or 20 game weeks. 
Uh, I do feel like they've, 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 they've improved a bit. So I think for that reason, I would be maybe looking towards towards, towards Rashford. Okay. Um, Ireland, like I said, is an option. That would probably be, be my vice captain. Um, and then obviously, depending on what happens tonight, uh, yeah, I, I, I would have said Odegaard if you asked me a week or two ago, <laughs> but, but, but that one slowed down a bit. So I think it's definitely between those two. All right, all right. I think the manager's heard there. Rashford as a first option for you and a vice captain being Haaland. Uh, Mario, your side in the order that you'd uh, captain and vice? Um, yeah, I think. Um... JP just picked uh, the, probably the two standout players right now. Uh, Rashford being in a hot form. Um, he's playing at Old Trafford. I think he's on six out of six there um, in the last six goals, six games. So uh, he's a very good choice. Obviously, most managers will be gunning for Haaland. Um, if I can take you back to August 31st, 2022, um, game week five, uh, the Haaland was not the most owned player then, and he punished a whole lot of managers <laughs> by scoring his first <laughs> Premier League hat trick. Yeah. Uh, was, was that not the weekend when you told me uh, Jesus is a better captaincy shark than uh, than Haaland? Yeah, but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think I, meant, uh, I think it was before. I think it was before I realized. Uh, we have a cyborg on our hands. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what a human. Uh, I'm not quite sure what I did in that game week. Um, <laughs> but then uh, I, I did have a little bit too much faith in Jesus. <laughs> no, but actually, funny enough, I, I kept in Ireland the next game week and he, he scored a brace, I think. Hmm. And in that yeah, game week, he, I didn't even catch a few. I didn't even a few Jesus. I kept in Salah, who went on to disappoint us for the whole season. <laughs> but yeah, um, Haaland's first hat-trick, Nottingham Forest, uh, he might be feeling nostalgic, who knows, but Nottingham Forest has been playing very well. They've got a uh, world-class three-time Champions League winner in between the sticks, uh, so it might make a difference. Rashford, obviously, I believe will score a goal. Uh, Leicester is improved. I don't know how improved, so we'll just have to see. Mm. But I think United might get the job done there. All right. Uh, so... And Rashford might contribute. No, just so... just to add to that as well, I feel like as as good as what Leicester have been the last few weeks, the defence is still leaking goals. Mm. Uh, because like I said, Brighton three weeks ago it was two 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 with Brighton. It was two goals conceded, two goals scored, and it was four two away at Villa Park. And then it was Spurs as well, 4-1. So they can't buy a clean sheet at the moment. And yeah. I, I still think, judging by their whole season, uh, as, as good as what their attack has been the last few weeks or so, their defence has been very leaky. So I think for that reason, I might just go uh, uh, Rashi. <laughs> All right. I think from JP, we can, we, 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 the managers have heard Rashford as the ma- as the captain and then the vice is Haaland. And then from you, Mario, what I'm picking up is Haaland as your captain and vicing Rashford. Correct. Hey, uh, I made the mistake. Uh, gave me five. <laughs> I guess not enough for uh, Captain Salah. So I'm not going to do that again. Uh, one more uh, throw in the head there. Uh, Newcastle play Liverpool. So 
Trippier I dare any manager to do that. I dare any manager to do that. A triple captain. No, a triple captain this week. A triple, a triple captain. Uh, no, I, I did, think triple I captain Trippier or or Almiron. Perfect triple captain this weekend. Let's quickly just run through our mini league. We can see that uh, in first position, Ryan is still holding it up there with uh, 1,476 points. But not far from him, we see JP has leapfrogged Keegan and he comes through with 1,436. I think that's like, uh, what is it, a 30-point gap now. There's not much to that one um, from, from what I'm seeing. So one bad decision from a captaincy. I mean, it could be Haaland, it could be Rashford. This table could just flip on its head. So um, it will be an interesting one to see how this comes out. And then third is Keegan. Keegan seems to be dropping. Keegan is now third uh, with 1,435. So currently, as it stands, is just one point behind you. But we'll see how this uh, game week goes and, and where the positions will sit um, um, just quickly, JP, on your side, um, do you think this is your season? Eh? Do you think you're going to overthrow um, um, uh, uh, Neil from uh, as a, as a, champ, a title holder of our mini league? Well, the problem is uh, the longer the season goes on, for the, the more chips that come into play, uh, the you know the harder it gets to make up the ground. But I do feel with a wild card still in play from our side, a wild card, uh, a bench boost, and a free hit. Uh, I do feel like chip strategy is a big thing, um, obviously, and how you're going to play it and navigate through all the blanks and the doubles and all those things. So I do feel like 40 points with all the chips still in play, like you mentioned, that's a one, possibly two game week swing. Yeah. Um, so I'm definitely, definitely still got my hopes up. But like I said, uh, it, it could very easily have turned out differently mm-hmm. if, um, you know, I made one or two other decisions. Okay, so the title is where your eyes are right now. Correct, yeah. Correct. Right, I'm right, going right. for it. I think you, 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 I'd be shocked if you didn't. I mean, that top three, anyone can still take it. Basically, that old top five, anyone can still take it. Uh, all right, but in closing, um, firstly, just uh, I'd say thanks to everyone who actually just tunes in. Um, we really appreciate it. Uh, we appreciate the love. We feel the love and the support. Just do know that uh, we are available on pretty much all the major um, platforms where you listen to your podcast so on apple music uh, or rather on apple podcasts uh, spotify and also on google Podcasts. so you can always tune in there remember to subscribe and hit the bell so that you never miss any of these episodes when they get out but yeah um just a quick reminder the deadline for gaming 24 is this saturday the 18th at one o'clock so make sure that before you know, you travel for the honeymoon or rather, let me say, Valentine celebrations. <laughs> Your teams are secured, you know, because you don't want to come back and find that mm, you have lost ground from your opponents in the mini league. But in closing, Mario, um, anything for the managers going into Gaming 24? Um, yeah, triple captain, I'm a triple captain. I'm <laughs> 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 uh, the real. Um, keep your eyes on the game. Uh, keep your eyes on the numbers, the stat line. Numbers don't lie, you know. Check the scoreboard. Um, and good luck, managers. 100. JP, your side, last words? Yeah, big work, big week for Liverpool, I think. Uh, as a test, um, obviously, Everton for Liverpool home. I mean, who knows? You know, Everton have been so poor. They had one good performance under Dyche, and everyone's going, oh, Everton, you know. <laughs> 
Um, so we can't really tell, you know, how much that 2-0 victory really meant against Everton. Uh, Tarkovsky also hit the post. And I mean, if that goes in, 1-0, you know, Sean Dyche team, shut up shop. Mm. It could have easily have been another other game. So, yeah, I think the Newcastle one is the perfect asset test for us to have a look at what, what Liverpool really have. You know, St. James's Park, hostile atmosphere, and Newcastle are in form. So that'll be interesting to watch, particularly with the eye of Game Week 25 for their double. You know, I think yeah. that'll decide how big do you go on Liverpool. You know, do you take minus fours to bring in maybe two or three Liverpool players? Who are those players? Trent and Robertson, always very attractive at the back, especially for a double Game Week. Uh, Salah obviously getting back on the score sheet last weekend. Darwin Nunes, you know, we need to also have a look at uh, Klopp's thinking with regards to uh, is Darwin still the Arkenard first choice? Does he go with Gakpo? Is Jota maybe going to be rushed back into action? So yeah, a lot to a lot to ponder there. And then, like I said, as a Manchester United fan, uh, it's been few and far between the form. That we've had to watch the last number of years, so so being in a bit of a purple patch at the moment, looking very forward to our game on Sunday. Uh, no, absolutely, absolutely. I think uh, everyone heard, uh, the managers heard, uh, they'll definitely be deciding on what to do. Um, JP, thank you for coming through. I think your enthusiasm in the sport and the passion, you know, it vibrates through the speakers and the ears. So thanks for coming through <laughs> and uh, we wish Always you all of the pleasure. best, you know, in the remainder of the season. And yeah, from us, as you know, we are always here every week, you know, dropping all the analysis that you need. But yeah, from myself and Mario, we are out and we shall catch you guys in the next episode with our next guest. Cheers. Peace.